Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I am Nate Jones. We're here to help you use closure and functional programming to make your everyday life as a developer less frustrating and more fulfilling. Yes, we love closure and we uh, we like people. So that's why we are talking again uh, after we talked last week. <laughs> um, yes, and another I think, week. Um, yes, another week. So one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot with functional programming and closure is the idea of composition. You have a function that calls eight functions. Well, that's composing them together into one thing, you know. And there's times where I encounter code that is not composable, and I try to figure out why it isn't. And so, uh, anyway, that's been on my mind a lot lately, the idea of what, what makes it composable. Like, what do you mean by not composable? Well, I mean, so I guess if you go back to the, uh, this is a closure podcast, we have to have a definition every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> Do you have your dictionary? <laughs> to compose is, you know, is to make something out of smaller pieces. You know, you, ha- you, you know, in some aspect, if you squint at every program, it is a bigger thing that is made out of smaller pro- things, you know, call them libraries or other functions or data. So to answer your question, when I look at a function that isn't composable or isn't as composable, because I feel like it's more of a gradient, it's not if it's not a boolean, not true sure. and false, and is that it's it's harder to combine with other things. Oh, okay, yeah, because I would say every program is made out of smaller things, right? Like, like <laughs> right. That, that definition encompasses every program, including. True, like crimes against humanity that I've had to work with, especially in big companies. And um, <laughs> and so it's like, oh, well, they're all composable. So so the, the test I'm hearing you say is when you try to take a thing that somebody's made and now combine it with other things, how, how much resistance, how much difficulty do you begin to encounter by taking that? function or set of functions because we're in a functional programming language, so enclosure you know take take this right. suite of functions and start combining mm-hmm. them with each other and other things and putting it all together and using the word suite reminds me of my favorite metaphor to talk about when i talk about composition not sweet you say you meant a different kind of sweet but i'm talking about things that are sweet like a cake a cake <laughs> A cake is a composition of smaller things, right? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. And what do we call those smaller things? Ingredients. Yeah. yeah. Ingredients, right? You know? Um, and, and so, you know, in your, in your, you know, I would assume in my kitchen, there is, you know, flour and sugar and, you know, eggs and all the things that I need to make a cake. And so if I want to make a cake, I can make one. But there's actually another way to make a cake. The other way is you can, well, I mean, there might be more, but I'm only talking about two. You can get a box mix. So if you get a box mix and you get it out and you all you have to do is add water and put it in the pan, right? Sure. Or maybe an egg too. Maybe an egg too. So you're still composing a cake together. You're just composing it out of, you know, bigger things than, right. than the smaller things, right? And so both in both cases, you are composing a cake. <laughs> I love the idea of like, I'm, I'm going to use that, that word next time. <laughs> I'm nearby. Let's compose, oh, let's compose let's dinner. Compose, <laughs> let's compose dinner together, you know. Um, but yeah, that, the uh, box mix is um, maybe a little more challenging to compose than each of those individual ingredients, de- depending on 
what you want to do, right? Like if you're just really, really, really happy with that cake, but now if if the box is serving as a a basis for a larger uh, gastric work, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, <laughs> you might you might be fighting against some of the ingredients that are in there, right? Because because you have a whole lot of stuff that's been premixed, right? That comes along for the ride. Yeah, I mean if. Either either process gets you a cake, and so all if you want is a cake, then it's great. But what if you want waffles? So the things you need to make waffles, some of that stuff is in the cake mix, but some of the stuff is is not in the right amounts. Or uh, and so and so if you if you were to try to take a cake mix and make waffles, I mean you might actually be able to make waffles, like, but they might not be very edible. <laughs> right, right. But you would, be, you know. But in order to do that, you would actually have to try to take the ingredients apart, and it's very hard to do, especially with things that are very small and you can't, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's impossible, right? So you're trying to you're trying to actually combine other things to to like undo or offset or neutralize. <laughs> exactly, and so which one of the so there, so in in a sense, the cake box, the the cake, sorry, the box mix. And the ingredients, they're both composable, but they're, one is more composable. One is, m- means I can make other things with the same ingredients. Sure. And, um, and so, I mean, of course, you can take this kind of way too far. You can say, like, well, everything's made of atoms. You know, if I could assemble atoms, you know, <laughs> I, I, I have the ultimate flexibility. I mean, this is why in, like, sci-fi TV shows, there's that, bo- that you know, you go over to that you know, space in the wall and you say, give me a pizza and it makes you a pizza, you know, cause it's printing it out of atoms, you know, um, we don't have those yet, unfortunately, or fortunately, right. I guess. <laughs> can, can I get my molecule printer yet? Right. And, um, and I'll, you know, I mean, maybe a little more close to the metaphor of ingredients is like, well, you could have like, you know, a cow in your backyard and you can have, you know, wheat on the table. That's, those are both levels of ingredients that are more flexible than flour and milk. But, but they're still not, you know, so it's, it's, but they're impractical. So you can go too far down the flexibility, you know, rat, rat hole, so to speak. Right. Things right right in the right level. You have power, but not too much uh, assembly problems. Yeah. Right. Right. You don't want too much to come along for the ride. Right. You don't want it to be too complected, too, too much tied together. You, you want these ingredients, ideally, these ingredients are fairly orthogonal to each other. Right. They, they all work in different separate aspects and they don't get into each other's way. But then you, you can kind of, you can get the appropriate amount of power in its area, right? And if it's, mm-hmm. very, if it's very narrowly focused, it can be extremely powerful because, because it's so narrowly focused it's hard for it to get in the way of other things. So, so you're making very, very mm-hmm. well-suited things that are, have small scopes of responsibility so that you can weave them together appropriately for your domain. So it's, it's, a, right. it's a bit of an art to then figure out the way to decompose right. everything into its constituent pieces so that you can compose the right variations uh-huh yeah and 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 not and not go too far down the 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 not to make your ingredients or your the things you're composing together too small because then 
to compose them together, it requires a lot of work. And you don't want them to be too big because then they're already, so to speak, they're pre-composed. They're like pre-mixed. And then you can't separate them apart and do something slightly different. Like, cause a lot of times, like the example here is you want, you have a cake, a box mix and you want waffles. Well, waffles and, and cake are, they're both like, you know, bready things. It's not like you're trying, instead of a cake, you're trying to make a, you know, a margarita, you know, you're not, it's, they're, they're, they're close. And so oftentimes, so to kind of try to start relating this back to, I don't know, software, um, oh, I thought we were just going to have a baking podcast now. I was, well, I'm all on board. Right. And, uh, but I mean, to, to, to relate it back to that is that like I have been in programs or in source in code bases where I have, uh, I, we're making a cake. That's what we're doing right now. And then, you know, the product owner comes to us and says, well, we would like a cake, but it has, needs to have this kind of, you know, frosting or it needs to have these things mixed in. And it's like, okay, well, I need to take the current cake baking machine and and make it do something slightly different. And so are the are the things I'm working with, you know, eggs and flour and sugar or the things I'm working with a box mix? Because if it's a box mix, I have to basically disassemble the box mix and make a new box mix before I can satisfy that 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 other requirement. Right. Right. It, what's coming to mind as you elaborate is who owns the recipe? right? In, in one world, the recipe is owned by the factory, right? AKA the library author, you know, and right. they have, mm-hmm. they have pre-formulated this to the specifications. They control the recipe. And if you want to change the recipe, you got to go crack open that <laughs> library and start running your own fork of it, or who knows, right? Like you don't control the recipe. So you're just kind of stuck. In the other case, you control the recipe, but the, that that's great, but then the problem is you control the recipe, <laughs> right? Uh, like, yes, the cause and oh, the solution man. of the problem. Yeah, you know. So I haven't done a whole lot of cake baking, although I've been known to make some cookies, and so it's like, oh, this could be a little bit of a challenge. But what's nice is if that recipe gets encoded. This is software, after all, right? So recipe is a description of automation. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's very, Absolutely. very kind of like loosey-goosey, right? But it's a description of automate. So if you get the recipe encoded in there mm-hmm. and the ingredients encoded in there, then you can now go and make alterations to the recipe itself so long as, you know, some something or someone helps you get the recipe in there in the first place. But most of the programs I've worked on, I'm writing them because I'm in a problem domain that there isn't an off-the-shelf piece of software that just solves for me already. So right. I kind of have to own the recipe anyway. But the little pieces I make, you know, that I pull in, you know, I, I want a certain amount of flexibility. So if those projects give me some starter code or something like, here's here's how to bake this kind of cake, uh-huh. copy and paste this recipe. Now you can alter it to bake different kinds of cakes. Exactly. And so I think that really helps us relate it back to software. So I think it's a useful metaphor to talk or to, to use to like to, to, to judge if the, if the things you're using to try to, you know, solve the problem is if there are, if they're at a level where are you able to write a new recipe and reuse all the ingredients or are you having to, to dive deep into the library or deep into that function that does, you know, eight things at once 
and you're like, I just want to do it six of those things. Uh, and so you have to make a, you have to pull too much, pull it too much apart. I think, I know I'm talking very abstractly now, but I have a couple of examples in mind. And, uh, but I think that we should talk about them next time. Cause I think that right now the metaphor is a good thing to think about. What do you think? Yeah, I think that sounds, that sounds fine. Yeah, that's a great comp, a great conversation <laughs> on composition. <laughs> that was a great composition exactly. on composition. And um, we would love to hear your compositions. And you can compose those compositions in written form and send them to us <laughs> on uh, x.com. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to call it. So we're just going to roll with x.com. If Elon says it's x, I guess it's x. So x.com at closure design or you can uh compose the your beautiful words in written form and send them to feedback at closuredesign.club or compose them as a message in slack at closure design podcast <laughs> channel on the closure in slack so many uh, opportunities for composing yes so many definitions for the word comp- composing it's a it's interesting the english language it's so much fun um Let's see. Oh, if you would like to see some of our other compositions, uh, you can check out closuredesign.club on the internet, on the webs. And uh, that's got our past show notes and episodes. And uh, it was even divided up among uh, some series that we've done. So it's nice to be able to see uh, each of them uh, and then how they all compose together for the website. (laughs) All right. I think that's enough composition. Well, next week, we'll be back to compose another <laughs> podcast <laughs> episode. Just one more time. Just had to do it one more time. So uh, if you're not too sick of hearing the word compose, we would uh, love for you to join us again. Thanks for listening. <laughs>